With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Golden Collective Podcast. Yes, it's Sunday, and the gang's all here. Well, somewhere. We know they're around somewhere. Um, but yes. Uh, Dave, are you here? Yes, I made it to 2015. Hey, well done, Dave. Yay. And everybody else. Oh, yeah, that's right. Happy yeah. New Year, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That was me in, in my, blowing an imaginary noisemaker thing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> in, in my case, it's more of an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be here. Yep. Yeah, every day is an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good to be here, and okay. yes, Happy New Year to all our listeners, and um, we may not be very great on content today, but we're here on enthusiasm mainly, after all the vast efforts of Christmas and uh, uh, the latest run of Doctor Who, but um, we thought we couldn't let your New Year start without a little bit of a dose of the Cutland Collective. Yep, it cures what ails you, or ails what cures you. <clears throat> Yeah, we thought we'd give him a dose, didn't we? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, dear. Anyway, joining us on audio, Mr. Randall Thoros here. Hello, Mike. Hello. Happy New Year. It's January again. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Oh, there yep. we go. Yep, yeah. 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 Only, only, one more, uh, only one more year of Stephen Moffat for you. <laughs> uh, if only. Doesn't look that way though. <laughs> yeah, it was on his. It was on his Christmas wish list. <laughs> he got a tangerine instead. And also, <laughs> yes, tangerines. Tangerines. Don't don't say that. It's spoilers. He ain't seen the episode yet. You'll <laughs> never see the episode, but he ain't seen it yet. <laughs> the tangerine is Missy's Tardis. Uh oh. Uh-oh. There you go. That's what it is. That's why it's so important. Yes. All right. Also, joining us on audio, Mr. Cuddly Ken is here. Hello, sir. Hello. Happy New Year, Ian. Happy New Year, Dave. Happy New Year, Mike. And everybody, yay! 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 I'm glad you could join us. <laughs> glad to be here. And ho- hopefully you're having a good start to the, the new year. Yes. Indeed, it's four days in, and we've got four on audio. Yes, that's that's 
that's that's your lot on audio today. That's involved. Don't worry. It's, oh no. Well, let's see. It's four to doomsday. Right, four to doomsday. Exactly, man. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking it's quality, not quantity. In other words, we're screwed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that, like I said, that's everybody that's on audio. Let's see who's under the cone. Controls, new agent training program, section 3.5, the cone of silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. The portable cone of silence. What? All right, joining us on the cone are guest four, guest five, and Cybob is here. So it must be a show. Can't be a show without Cybob. Cybob's here. Hooray! All right, there's only one more person to introduce, and that's the Typing Monkey, which means it's news time. Go, Typing Monkey, go! Go, New Year's Monkey. <laughs> hey, that still wearing that, that uh, 20... Uh, 2015 diaper. I don't know why. You know, what do you do? He's a strange old bird. <laughs> anyway, first up with news is Dave. Oh, yes. Well, um, just to remind people that uh, listen to our review of uh, last Christmas, we uh, we skipped basically the news then. So some of the things we're going to say you may well have heard uh, around just as we... Uh, Welcome uh, DJ Steve into the room. Welcome, not on audio, but here to listen. Uh, we are just uh, covering some of the news items before we cover uh, today's what might be an abbreviated topic. But yes, here in the New Year's Honours list, uh, the Queen dishes out uh, these awards. And I actually had quite a surprise. Apparently, this year there were a thousand people who got various forms of awards. And many people may be interested to know that the vast majority of those are the the unsung heroes that uh, do fairly, uh, well, very important jobs, but maybe often go unnoticed. People who help elderly are uh, what we call in the UK lollipop ladies who help children across the road and so on. But there are some um, uh, people that are uh, better known in the public eye and a few of those that are related to Doctor Who also were honoured. Uh, chief among those, I would think, is um, the War Doctor, John Hurt himself, the um, the uh, member of, uh, well, the Day of the Doctor was the latest thing we've seen him in, but he's been in so, so many uh, shows, Quentin Crisp, he's been in I, Claudius, uh, he's been in all sorts of things. Um, the Naked Civil Servant has... Quentin Crisp, I should have said, would ship down and all sorts of things. Uh, so, Potter. John Hurt, yeah, Harry Potter, yeah. So, he was warded a knighthood. But also, uh, we've got James Corden from The, the Lodger, uh, he, who played Craig Owens alongside the 11th Doctor. Uh, he's been made an officer of the most excellent order of the British Empire, OBE for short. And um, there's also um, other wards to... Um, Sheridan Smith, who uh, who plays Bernice Summerfield, I think, and has also been in the very, very excellent portrayal of Scylla in a drama documentary. And you should hear her sing in that, anyone who had a heart. She's absolutely brilliant in that. She got an OBE, 
and Mira Style, is it? Uh, got a CVE, and I think she was in the Silurian story in Doctor Who. Uh, so those are the main people from Doctor Who who got uh, the awards uh, in the New Year Honours list. Um, we've got um, a couple of other things. We um, fortunately have some sad news as well. Uh, another member of the uh, Doctor Who alumni, Bernard Kay, great character actor here in the UK, uh, born in 1928, sadly died on the 1st of January, age 86. He's been in an absolute great list of uh, shows, almost too numerous to mention, but um, uh, let me just put a link in the room to that actor's name. Uh, as I say, um, always sad when these sort of things happen, but he's been in um, Dick Varton, Emmerdale Farm, The Avengers, The Champions... Uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Casualty, Casualty, uh, uh, 1909, which is... Uh, Casualty? Some of, yeah, some of the f- bits of that were filmed where my daughter had a wedding at Victoria Baths in Manchester. Yay! Uh, in Foyle's War, uh, which, by the way, uh, for people listening, uh, starts again, a new series of Foyle's War starts on ITV at... Um, actually... It starts in about 15 minutes, but um, you'll no doubt be able to listen to it. I'll watch it on the <coughs> BBC iPlayer. And we're now war, uh, just entering the Cold War because this series takes part in uh, 1947. <coughs> what else? Oh, yes. His film career, Bernard Kay, kicked off with Carry On Sergeant, during which he encountered the indomitable William Hartnell. And... Um, He's been in uh, Dalek Invasion of Earth, uh, The Crusade, what's along alongside uh, Patrick Troughton, uh, The Faceless Ones, John Pertwee, Colony in Space. Um, and he's also guest starred in the Doctor Who Audio Adventures uh, Night Thoughts alongside the Seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy. And more about Audio Adventures in a minute, maybe in a news item. A couple of more things before I go back to Ian. The last Christmas official ratings, 8.28 million in the UK transmission is the final official ratings for that. Uh, the chart position is not yet um, established, uh, but in the USA, uh, it achieved uh, another record for the people who've TVO'd it because 88.8% time shifted it in America, one of the highest uh, programs that were time shifted and not because they couldn't stand to watch it but because they were doing other things and watch it wanted to watch it uh, later i think orphan black came top with 92.1 of time shifted viewers so i think that's all the news i have uh, so let's go back to ian all right thank you very much um one little personal piece of news i have is for those of you who watched Friends when it was back on when it was on TV, what, 10, 20, I don't even know how many years ago it was. It was a long time because I know they were just they flipped open a laptop on an episode the the other day that I watched and he was extolling the virtues of this laptop and saying it had um uh a five hundred meg hard drive. <laughs> I almost spit my tea out. Anyway, uh Friends is now streaming live on uh Netflix. Uh live streaming on Netflix uh, all 10 seasons so if you want to catch up with that show it's back it's back on Netflix so that's cool that's just 
one of those little happy things. So nothing to do with Colton whatsoever. <laughs> Unless you happen to like friends. All right. Um, on the top of the Doctor Who news that page, which is where we steal all the best news from, um, it's, uh, it was 16 years ago today that uh, two fans in New Zealand were to discover uh, that an episode of Doctor Who was held by a local collector. Um, now, th this is fan was at the time, of course, fantastic news, but also far-reaching news. Um, my father-in-law, who lived in Colorado at the time, sent me this article because he knew I liked Doctor Who, and the, this episode of Doctor Who's The Lion had been rediscovered in New Zealand. You know, so hit hit on two marks. You know, uh, me being from New Zealand, and also you know uh, being a Doctor Who article. And so I sat there and read it, and happy to see that uh, a friend of mine um, who was running the uh, New Zealand Doctor Who fan club at the time, Paul Schoons, um, was one of the people who who uh, was responsible for returning it to the BBC. So uh, you can check out the full uh, story of that um, at the top of the Doctor Who News.net page. It's at Moments in Time, The Lion Rediscovered. So, yeah, that was 16 years ago uh, on Saturday. So fantastic. And hopefully uh, hopefully there's still more to come. Hopefully there's still more to, uh, you know, there's more episodes to find. Uh, it's not looking good at the moment, but you never know. People keep promising us stuff and... Uh, We'll see if anything ever comes of it. Anyway, Mr. Randall Thor, you have some news for us. Yes, I do. And I've been ignoring recent, uh, recent comments by certain people on Twitter who are railing against uh, uh, Phil for finding... Is, is he hoarding episodes? Is he not? What's going on here? I've kind of tuned all of that out. But uh, I just wanted to, before, I have two, actually I have a second news item here. I just want to focus here in a moment on what one thing Dave mentioned. We have, we have, the, we have the ratings for last Christmas in. 8.28 million viewers watched in the UK. Well, let's compare, shall we? we? We already know that it has an AI rating of 82. Christmas Carol had an audience of 12.11 million, an AI of 83. Doctor Wood in the Wardrobe had 10.77 million AI of 84. Snowman 9.87 million AI of 87. Time of the Doctor 11.14 million people watched were exposed to that travesty. 83 AI uh, and Last Christmas has the lowest audience of all of these and the lowest AI and the average AI for Moffat's Christmas episodes alone is 84. So it's 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 there's a decrease of audience going on here, at least for the Christmas episodes. But I don't know how you how you, but it's it's the it's the lowest of all Moffat's episodes. Uh, I don't know what that says. Maybe it's just people had had, a, had other things going on this year. But uh, there you go. Probably one of the the better better of his Christmas episodes. Actually, I like more than most of them. So. <laughs> I I don't know. About last Christmas, still haven't seen it. But there you go. We have the we have the the data in eight point twenty eight. It's the lowest. Snowman was the second lowest with nine point eight seven million. But then the highest, well, as you would expect, is the first Christmas Carol. But uh, 80, 80, 82 AI. It's uh, below. It's below. It's it's decreasing. So there you go. The other news item that I had here is this is go, going on for another two days, uh, two and a half days from when we are recording this on Sunday, the fourth of January. 
But HumbleBundle.com, if you go to HumbleBundle.com slash books, Humble Bundle, we've mentioned them before. They've done, I think sometime last year, they did a bundle. Humble Bundle, just to recap, they're this charity, charity thing where they have these different bundles, usually for video games, where you can pay what you want to get all these items, usually video games, and all the, not all, but you, you, can, just, you can decide what percentage of your payment goes to the developers, what percentage goes to charity. And the charity in this case for this bundle is Doctors Without Borders. And for this, this is Humble Doctor Who Audiobook Bundle. And this is from Big Finish. It includes, uh, just if you just, ba- if you just buy into this on the basic level, you get Dalek Empire, Volumes 1 and 2, uh, all four stories from the first Dalek, Dalek Empire so- uh, series, then uh, Series 2. And if you pay $15 or more, you, you get, in addition to that, you get the audio Big Finish stories for Doctor Who, The Lost Stories, the Colin Baker, the, the series that was never made, that never made it to television, was never produced back in the 80s. Is, was, Big Finish eventually did redo those on audio, and you get eight stories there, Nightmare Fair, Mission to Magnus, Leviathan, Hollows of Time, Paradise, Paradise Five, Point of Entry, Song of Megaptera, and The Macros. And if you pay more than the average price, which is right now $13, you get, in addition to all of that, you get Dalek Empire Series 3, and you get the stage plays, which include Ultimate Adventure, Seven Keys to Doomsday, and The Curse of the Daleks. So all of that, pay basically what you want. The lowest price to get all of that is $15. And if you, yeah, that's all big finish stuff, audio stories. There you go. Uh, Let me just add to that, by the way. uh... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, just, to, just to finish on that, Ian, um, Big Finish themselves, www.bigfinish.com, have had a 12 Days of Christmas uh, special offer. Uh, today, January the 4th, is the 11th of 12 days, and the one that's on offer today, remember our, our recording goes straight up on the feeds after this, so some people may just catch it today, is um, uh, Short Trips Volume 3 uh, on offer at 299 download only for 48 hours from that and then there'll be one more final 12 days of christmas offer tomorrow which i can't see that's up yet but um uh, so there's just two more offers left on the big finish uh, 12 days of christmas special offer excellent all right do we have any more news no, I think uh, I think that's uh, pretty much it. Except that people that uh, followed um, in the UK the series of Musketeers that restarted again just uh, this weekend. Uh, so if you want to watch that, and fans of David Tennant should just say that uh, on Monday uh, the Sexes Abroad Church starts here in the UK. Uh, let me just confirm. Uh, that date for you um yeah monday um n- itv 9pm uh, sexes of uh broad church and um yep uh, it's same town different mystery oh and eve miles is joining the cast so eve miles from torchwood is joining the cast oh excellent 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 um, I don't know if you mentioned, uh, Mike, on the, 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 the Humble Bundle, uh, Humble Book Bundle, that uh, you also get the Doctor Who Legacy game. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Characters. 
That is also included. Yes. Yeah, must do it. And um, yeah, it comes highly recommended by Dark Skeptical. He loves that game. Loves that game. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up for news. So, there's nothing more to do than to explain to you how you can become part of the Colton Collective. If you enjoy listening, why not join the Collective and participate yourself? We're on TalkShoe. Call ID 54821. Call in on 724-444-7444. This is a US number, area code 724, so do check your calling plan before dialing in. If you have a SIP client, you can call in for free on 66.212.134.192. Or you can connect in directly via the Shoe phone client if you have TalkShoe Live installed. Looking forward to hearing you. Easy as that. All right. Here to ease us into this episode is Mr. JVC. Yes, I, well, we, as you heard when Ian announced the number on the audio live call today, uh, our numbers are slightly reduced. One or two people may be still having a New Year's hangover. I'll just uh, uh, maybe, like some people in the room, decided that uh, this is not something they want to comment on. But uh, we finally want to uh, just close out for a little while our coverage of Doctor Who, other than of course to remind you that we do put out a, a large, fairly large number of uh, uh, commentaries, many of which are Doctor Who ones, so uh, we will be putting out collective audio commentaries uh, in the next few weeks, at least two of which will be Doctor Who related, uh, but on our uh, live shows we'll be moving away uh, and looking at some of the other cult TVR programs or films that we've seen. So uh, please do look out for that. This is episode, in actual fact, although it's called episode 282, it's actually our 499th episode. So hopefully the next one after you hear this will be a commentary. That will be our 500th uh, episode. So thank you all the people for uh, listening, those people that are in the room live with us now and those that uh, listen to the downloads later. And remember, if you're on Facebook, you can join our Facebook group. One final little advert, <laughs> and that is to say that when Ian was mentioning about Paul Schoons, we did in fact interview Paul, uh, one of our cult and special interviews, uh, which was on the 18th of uh, October at 2010. Uh, that was between episodes uh, 68 and 69. Uh, that was uh, Favourite Sages, Mentors and Boffins. And 69 was from the mind of Terry Gillum. Uh, but just to remind people that if you are trying to find those on iTunes, you'll only find them five, uh, 301 most recent episodes. You need to subscribe on TalkShoe to see the other 190-odd episodes that are available on our service. And, of course, you can come to the TalkShoe site, uh, 54821 on TalkShoe, where you can see on the RSS feed all the lists, or indeed go to cultland.com. Right, get the advert over with. Let's um, remind ourselves that with the latest Last Christmas uh, special, we've now had 10 Christmas specials starting in 2005 and what I'm going to do I'm going to go to uh, Ken in a moment because he's uh, waiting very patiently while we did the news but perhaps that I'm going to uh, intersperse uh, our talking with um, short clips from each of the Christmas stories and the first one was the Christmas Invasion and I've just picked a sort of random clip 
from each one of those shows that we covered it. It's been translated. Things is working. Did you miss me?
big shiny button that he wants to push and all of that. Now, I think the best of a Christmas episode far away is, is Christmas Carol. I, I think that uh, Moffat wrote something that is so tender, uh, heartbreaking, and loving, and heroic, and it evokes Dickens without copying. Gambon is wonderful. Uh, Catherine Jenkins, breathtakingly beautiful, and what a voice. And this this wonderful love story played out of a man who was a totally devastated human being who, who regained his, his soul um, throughout the time we're watching. He gets that second chance. And all the wonderful weirdness of the flying fish and the flying shark, you know, they're on the sled. Uh, I, I, I think that um, Matt Smith is never better. I mean, he, he was just that great uh, balance of uh, comedy and, and, uh, and pathos that, that he is good at. It didn't come off. Uh, sometimes he, he, he delves into shtick a bit. And this time he didn't. I think he is dead on, and 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 just wonderful, uh, wonderful with this. And and another favorite, I would I would say that we we just had um, last Christmas because it had so much uh, to do with the story arc. It it um, resolved so many things. It, it went into the aspects of, of lying and and about loss and grief and and the thrust for the series ahead of time. And, you know, I, I I think they did a just remarkable job with it, um, a remarkable job with it. And um, so those, those are three, I would say, really um, go there. And an honorable mention. Uh, incorporating Christmas and New Year's again with David Tennant. End of time. I can watch that, and it's an epic story. And I love the beginning with with Wilf in the church, and the stained glass, and the TARDIS, and the choir behind it. Just it just it just sucks you in, and then then uh, the surprises between part one and two of who's coming back and the the epic quality of uh, Ten's passing. You know, a lot of people don't like that, you know, he, he railed against the darkness coming, against his regeneration, that he should have went more heroic. It's an, it's, it was a very different take, very dramatic take. And I love that RTD and David Tennant went there. You know, at the time, it kind of made me angry because I, I uh, loved his character so much. But um, those are uh, my favorites for the Christmas stories. And uh, it's such a extra treat, you know, that, that uh, we can have that now for so many years. I think we're just so lucky in the U.S. that we get Doctor Who at the same time. This was something I would never have dreamed of. 
this is such a joy. In, in matter of fact, on December 24th, my local newspaper, the Los Angeles Times, the major newspaper in L.A., in the calendar section, the entertainment section, didn't have had not one but two articles, one on on a review, and the other on Stephen Moffat and the direction with the series on the A page. Now that's the main page, not the inside, not the back, but this shows really how how Doctor Who uh, has, has grabbed people's consciousness. That in Los Angeles, uh, a um, a major city, Doctor Who has such an impact in the entertainment section of a newspaper. I never thought I'd live the day to see that. That is fantastic. And I'll turn it back to Dave. Thank you. Okay, let me um, play. Uh, I'm going to play Interburst. Uh, let's go to the next one that came out in 2006, uh, The Runaway Bride. Obviously, you don't people who talk don't need to confine themselves to talking about the clip I'm playing. It's just so that we, we go through this. So, from uh, 2006, The Runaway Bride. God, you're skinny. This won't fit a rat. Oh, and you'd better put this on. Oh, do you have to rub it in? Those creatures can trace you. This is a biodamper. Just keep you hidden. With this ring... Ivy Biodamp. For better or for worse. Come on then, robot Santas, what are they for? Oh, your basic robo scavenger. The Father Christmas stuff is just a disguise. They're trying to blend in. I met them last Christmas. Why? What happened then? Great big spaceship. Hovering over London. You didn't notice? I had a bit of a hangover. I spent Christmas Day just over there, the Powell Estate, with his family. My friends here, this family. Well, they were. Still. Gone now. Your friend. Who was she? Question is, what did camouflage robot mercenaries want with you? And how did you get inside the TARDIS? I don't know. What's your job? I'm a secretary. Weird. I mean, you're not special, you're not powerful, you're not connected, you're not clever, you're not important. This friend of yours, just before she left, did she punch you in the face? Stop bleeping me! Okay, there you are. Ian, would you like to go next, or uh, should we go to Mike while uh, he's in positive territory? Let's go to Mike, if I can, and Ian may have any yeah, issues. Sorry. No, I was accidentally muted. <laughs> yeah, go to Mike. That's a good idea. A good idea, you say? You will you say that now? Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, we say that now. When, he, when he's done, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. All right, so favorite Doctor Who Christmas episodes. Uh, my default answer to this is, well, let's... There are five of these that I'm that I'm going to dismiss automatically because they're written by Stephen Moffat. Which, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. I've not even seen Last Christmas. I have no plans of watching it because I'm just generally not impressed by Stephen Moffat's Christmas episodes. But I will admit that Christmas Carol was the most Christmassy 
That's the thing that Moffat likes to do with his Christmas episodes. He likes to make each one more Christmassy than the previous one, which makes sense. They're Christmas episodes. But Christmas Carol, I guess, was the, was the best written of Moffat's Christmas episodes. So if I had to pick a favorite among Moffat's Christmas episodes, I would agree with Ken. Christmas, episode, uh, Christmas Carol was the best, even though it had the flying shark in it, which was a, a bit oh, silly. Oh, yeah. Mm. But uh, still, it, it was a great episode. It, just overall, it was it was the best of Moffat's Christmas episodes. And from what I've heard about Last Christmas, it's so tied into the to the story arc that I can't really, even if I have seen, I wouldn't recommend it because it's so tied into a story arc. And um, so going on to um, the episodes that I do like, which hey, they're all Russell T Davies episodes. Imagine that. Uh, <sighs> The end of time. I, the end of time is part one. Of course, is part one of two. It had some good moments. It just wasn't really a Christmassy episode. Uh, it had that convoluted plot, but it did it, again had some good moments in, in that episode. There's the the cafe scene where the doctor was talking to to Wilf, and the the the, I, the doctor was talking about regeneration and how it felt and. The, the idea of a bit of re, you regenerate the doc, he regenerates and a new man walks away. Uh, of course, it was the same story that gave us the, that reimagining of the master. That was that even Dave finds a bit silly. The laser shooting the lasers and flying around was was uh, was all of that. Um, so, Voyage um, going back a year. Next Doctor had some again had some good moments, but again it was it was a Cyberman story and it had that silly Cyber King that just really ruined the episode for me. But again, the, the what's his name? Jackson Lake. He was a good. That, that was a neat idea for a character. I liked what they were doing there, just go, parallel the, with the Doctor and his own TARDIS. The what was it? The tethered aerial release designed in style. The hot air balloon. That was a neat ah. visual. I, I liked that visual. Uh, the, the the hot air balloon TARDIS. And it was the next Doctor was the was the episode that firmly established that do, that this modern Doctor Who is indeed a continuation of the classic series by showing us actual on-screen video of previous incarnations. Before that, or only things similar to that was the, were the sketches in the Journal of Impossible Things in uh, Human Nature, Family of Blood, but these were actual video clips from classic series episodes establishing that yes, this is. As, it, it, there's no doubt about it, but yes, this is it, the same the same show. Just later on, this is the same Doctor. This is the same character. Um, onward in the, in the, in the story. Um, right away, going back, um, Voyage of the Damned went on too damned long, and it just had it. It, it, it had some silly moments. It had a good speech by the Doctor. The whole nine hundred. Four, I was 903 years old, 904 years old, and I'm from the planet Galfrey from the, from the constellation Casturbus. I'm the one that's going to save you and all the other people. That was that was a great moment, but just the episode just went on and it kept getting sillier and sillier, and I just didn't like that. Uh, Runaway Bride gave us Catherine Tate as Donna Noble. Oh, uh, can, can I just interrupt you there? Because the next mm-hmm. clip I've got Go is actually from... Uh, from the Voyage of the Damned. I think it might actually be that speech you're talking about. So it might be a Go right ahead. Have you been injured? I'm all right. Oh, my God. The cycling down. That's the nuclear storm drive, yes? Yeah. 
Mum and Dad are going to be The planet? Oh, yes. If we hit the planet, the nuclear storm explodes and wipes out life on Earth. Midshipman, I need you to fire up the engine containment field and feed it back into the core. This is never going to work. Trust me, it'll keep the engines going till I can get to the bridge. We're gonna die. Are you saying? Yeah, we're gonna die. We're gonna die. First things first. One, we are gonna climb through this ship. B. Two, we're gonna reach the bridge. Three, we'll see. We're gonna save the Titanic. And coming in a very low fall or D, or that little IB in brackets for using footnotes. Why? Right then, follow me. Hang on a minute. Who put you in charge? And who the hell are you anyway? I'm a doctor. I'm a time lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old, and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got a problem with that? No. In that case, I'll all see. Hey, I'm Mike. Love that moment in that episode. Such a such a great moment. Um, that was that was the same episode that gave us, even though he wasn't the, that character yet, that gave us Bernard Cribbins playing a character who would become Wilfred Mott in 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 series four. Just at that time, he wasn't. He was just the the guy at the news who ran a newspaper stand. But uh, it, that, little did we know that that character would go on to become at least one of my favorite characters in in the Russell T. Davies era, Wilford Mott. Uh, so, yeah, Voyage of the Damned, it just it went on too long. Going back to Runaway Bride, it gave us Catherine Tate as Donna Noble, who I remember in the time leading up to Series 4, after hearing that she was returning as Donna Noble, I thought, that's going to be terrible. Because the way she played the character in Runaway Bride was basically one of her comedy show characters, Nan or whoever, just one of her comedy shows routine. It, and I didn't really like the idea, okay, she's coming back as a full-time companion. Again, little did I know that she, that she would become, her character would become my, one of my favorite companions on, on Doctor Who, uh, Donna Noble. Uh, the episode itself uh, had the, the, the Rachnos and the, 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 the giant star web in the sky. Had, it, it also vaguely introduced the Harold Saxon arc very vaguely there at the end. Uh, it was an okay episode, but then going back a year, my, just my favorite of the Christmas episodes just has to be, without a doubt, it has to be Christmas Invasion. Christmas Invasion is just such a great episode. Maybe it's not the most Christmassy episode that would be. It's it's it's. See, Moffat does more of making Christmas crucial to the episodes than than Davies ever did. Uh, but Christmas Carol just had so many great moments. It introduced a new Doctor. It gave us David Tennant as this new Doctor, and it was a good balance between focusing on the other characters besides the Doctor. And finally, then at the end of the, the last bit of the episode, introducing the new Doctor. And we had all of those great moments there on the Sekrax ship of the Doctor, wondering who he was. He's, he's, he's not Ginger. And then the, this new hand is a fighting hand. And he's no, se- no second chances. He's that kind of guy. And just so many great moments there. 
Uh, and just throughout the episode, the other just introducing Torchwood into the to the, the mythos, and continuing the story of, of Harriet Jones, and there at the end, it does, doesn't she look a bit tired? That that famous line, just oh, just it was a great episode, and of the Christmas episodes, just for ones that I, that I like to watch, it's my favorite Christmas episode. That's that's it. That's it's Christmas Invasion is my choice. Okay, uh, absolutely right. That's great. What I'll do is um, uh, we're up to um, the next Doctor clip, so I'm going to play that, and then I'm going to read a few things from the Copeland page, Ian. Not all of them, but a few okay. things, and then we'll go to you if we may. Already. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think you're so funny. <laughs> you're mad. Both of you. Mm-hmm. You could have got killed. But evidently we did not. <laughs> oh, I should introduce Rosita. My faithful companion, always telling me off. Well, there you are, eh? Rosita. Good name. Hello, Rosita. Hmm. Now I'll have to go and dismantle the traps. All that for nothing. And we've only got 20 minutes for the funeral, don't forget. Then back to the pardons, right? Funeral? A long story. Not my own. Not yet. Huh. Oh. I'm not as young as I was. Well, not as young as you were when you were me. When I was who? You really don't recognize me? Not at all. But you're the doctor. The next doctor. Or the next but one, the future doctor, anyway. Oh, no, no, don't tell me how it happened. Although, if I don't just trip over a brick, that'd be embarrassing. Then again. Painless. Worst way to go depends on the brick. Well, you're gabbling, sir. Now, might I ask, who are you, exactly? No, I'm, uh, I'm Smith, John Smith. But I've heard all about you, Doctor. Bit of a legend, I say so myself. Modesty forbids me to agree with you, sir, but yes. Yes, I am. A legend with certain memories missing. Am I right? How do you know that? You've forgotten me. And Mike's forgotten something else he wants to say about the next Doctor. (laughs) Yeah, just another comment there that worked, something that worked for the next Doctor at the time that it aired was this was a month or two after David Tennant announced that he was leaving the show. So we, we knew that yeah, the Doctor would be regenerating soon, and that, that part, that, that whole idea was, was written into the 2009 specials and the next Doctor playing with the idea of regeneration. We know where re- regeneration is coming, and the next Doctor kicked that off. Where it's... Uh, we have the idea that regeneration is impending, and the doctor is trying to figure out what, what's going on. And it's the way this plays into that just works so well because of the uncertainty of the impending regeneration. Right. Wasn't this one where we had the infostamp thing as well? Where didn't we also see yeah, the eighth uh, doctor, the eighth doctor being displayed in that quite prominently? Yep, that's what I mentioned with it yeah. firmly establishing yeah. continuity. Right. Right. Good point. Thank you. Okay, well, let, let me uh, refer to the um, uh, the Cotton Collective page. And um, the two top scorers uh, that both got eight uh, out of each was uh, A Christmas Carol from 2010 and The Christmas Invasion 2005. Uh, they, they far and away got more votes uh, than most of the others that tended to get just single votes. And we even got a vote for The Feast of Stephen from 1965. A uh, couple of the events, um, 
Uh, Perry puts uh, Christmas Invasion, the new Doctor story, and a big red button. Uh, Jeff, uh, Seventh Doctor, Jeff Franklin, who unfortunately is not with us at the moment yet, may join us later. Um, that was tough between a Christmas Invasion and a Christmas Carol. I ended up with going with Christmas Carol because it felt more like Christmas. Uh, had a little bit of Amy in it, and the Doctor uh, a lot more t- had a lot more to do in this one. Uh, Kenneth, who uh, we've already heard, so I won't read his bit there uh, unless he, he, he asked me to later. Um, um, Colin Hicks is, is still trying to catch up, but um, uh, he couldn't really believe that people liked the Christmas Invasion. Uh, a 30-minute show stretched to 60 minutes. I think he's referring there, of course, to the fact that um, the Doctor only appears uh, sort of the 11th hour, if you'll excuse the pun, uh, to save the day, and that is mostly uh, asleep in it. Um, uh, but he then adds Colin, um, I've recently watched The Next Doctor again, a wonderful story about Jackson Lake, a man who loses himself and yet finds the courage. He also experiences what it is to bear the burden that the Doctor carries. A heartwarming story with an uplifting ending, uh, which is why it has the edge over a Christmas carol, which did not have an uplifting ending. Just ignore the stupid cyber jerking bit. <laughs> so there we go. So, um, in fact, um, let me play another clip and we'll go to Ian. I keep seeing things, Doctor. This face at night. Who are you? I'm Wilfred Mott. No, people have waited hundreds of years to find me, and then you manage it in a couple of hours. Well, I'm just lucky, I suppose. No, we keep on meeting Wilf over and over again, like something's still connecting us. Well, what's so important about me? Exactly. Why you? I'm going to die. Well, so am I one day. Don't you dare. All right, I'll try not to. (laughs) But I was told. He will knock four times. That was a prophecy. Knock four times and then... Yeah, but I thought, when I saw you before, you said that your people could change, like, your whole body. I can still die. If I'm killed before regeneration, then I'm dead. Even then, even if I change, it feels like dying. Everything I am dies. Some new man goes sauntering away. And I'm dead. And that's about my favourite scene from the end of time. Uh, Ian. Alrighty. Um, I gotta say, I mean, and, and it's no surprise to anybody that the, the, the Christmas invasion will always hold a special place in my heart for numerous reasons. It being the first Christmas special, uh, the introduction of, of David Tennant, um, who we weren't to know at the time was going to be, you know, um, a special kind of a doctor. I think, I think we can say, I mean, there's people out there who hate him, I'm sure, but, uh, I think he holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts and it was one of the reasons why I think, you know, we made a lot of inroads into different areas of fandom. We we picked up fangirls, really, uh, because of, of, <laughs> of David Tennant, you know. Um, but the, the, the big thing for me was it became um, 
my son Liam's favorite episode uh, because of that opening scene of the the the, the TARDIS um, bouncing through the Powell Estate and coming and crash landing. That was just fantastic. It was something that we'd really never seen the TARDIS do. We've seen the TARDIS floating in space and and twirling towards the Dalek ships, but we'd never seen this kind of you know it landing like that. And it was just something really kind of special that kicked off the whole episode. And then you know David Tennant you know stumbles out and. You know, wishes everybody a Merry Christmas and off we go. Um, so, you know, uh, and for it to, to, to be a memory of my of my son's is, is even better, you know. Um, Runaway Bride, uh, again, same reason. Um, see the TARDIS doing something something fantastic in here, too. We could get it going down, um, down the motorway, uh, you know, chasing after the taxi. Um, it's just this great scene of the TARDIS doing something we don't normally see. Um, it kind of really expands on what we see in the Christmas invasion and, and you know, um, goes one better. Um, although the, the the first one's still the best for me. Um, but the Doctor, you know, <laughs> all the strings and everything, trying to control it while, you know, poking out the door and trying to, trying to um, rescue Donna. It's just fantastic, and those little kids rooting for all of them out the back of the, of the car window, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I have to echo what uh, uh, Mike said. You know, the introduction of Donna Noble. I, I didn't actually mind her so much in, in this episode. Um, glad that they kind of quieted her down a little, but it didn't do an awful lot. I don't think. You know, they didn't completely change her character when she became part of the show, which was good. Um, because part of the thing that made you like Donna is the fact that there were bits of her personality that you just really couldn't stand. And that's what made her so interesting, is that, you know, um, she wasn't this completely likable character. There was just stuff that she did that you just like, oh, shut up, Donna. <laughs> uh, Boys of the Damned. Um, still still good. I, I, I like a good kind of um, uh, disaster movie. Um, I'm a big fan of the Poseidon Adventure, so that's you know this this one really kind of uh, still ranks up fairly highly for me. And, you know, uh, like we said, that speech, you know, uh, I'm a doctor, I'm a time lord, blah blah blah. You know, that's just that's just great stuff. You know, we hear the castle, uh, constellation of Castorbers for the first time uh, in the new series, and uh, you know, this is you know, it's. it's Fans sitting there like me with a checklist going, hey, hey, they just said, <laughs> um, you know, just imagine me leaning over to my wife and say, he just said Constellation of Conservers. And her going, what? <laughs> um, Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue in, in Doctor Who, which was fantastic as well. She did a good job. Um, didn't necessarily like some of the aspects in there. Uh, loved Mr. Copper. Um, just. Yeah, uh, I know Dave doesn't like it. It's not one of his favorites. Um, a lot of people didn't like the symbolism of the the uh, the hosts, you know, um, flying the Doctor up to the bridge, uh, which I understand. But 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 let me remind everybody uh, that we also met Alonzo Frame, so we finally got Alonzi Alonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also, um, 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 Jeffrey Palmer, um, as, as the captain, uh, in that episode as well. Fantastic actor. Um, and like I already said, you know, the first appearance of, you know, as he wasn't then, but became Wilfred Mott. 
Um, so a lot, a lot to be thankful for in this episode. Wasn't the uh, one of your favourite characters in there? The one you, you can see his name and I can't. Kapalapa, Lapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapalapal
uh, not because it made any logical sense. Uh, the the whole wrap up of of, of, of uh, them rescuing the husband from the from his plane because they just happened to pass through that particular point in time and that particular point in space in a big um, phallic looking ship thing. Um, and so they were able to rescue the plane. Uh, and there happens to be enough room outside their house to land a large plane. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. The doctor yeah, put his really space is. chute on. The doctor put his space chute on in space as he's falling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is a lot I don't like in it. And a, a complete misuse of guest cast again. Um, and a throwaway planet reference. Um, I think it, this was Androzani Major, was it not? Oh, right. Androzani or something like that. With the comic uh, guest star underused as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dr. Wardrobe, not so much. Uh, the Snowman. I like because Clara's in it. Um, <laughs> and there's some relatively good effects and some stuff that points back to, you know, um, the Doctor's past um, or future, depending on which way you look at it. Um, we get the introduction, you know, the reintroduction of the, the great intelligence. Um, interestingly enough, this is one we have done a commentary on. Bill Bailey. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, misuse of Bill Bailey. Completely misused. It was just ridiculous. That's the doctor in the widow, the widow in the wardrobe. Yeah. Um, time of the doctor. Uh, I think we know how we all feel about that. It, again, you know, um, I, I, I where I didn't mind in the Christmas invasion where we saw the the result of the regeneration of the doctor. You know, I, I hate these ones where we have to say goodbye to a doctor during a Christmas special because to me a Christmas special is a happy time. It's it's the time of you know the, you know, the good stuff. Um, but saying goodbye to a doctor is is not necessarily a, you know a good thing. You know, it's a kind of a sad end to to something that's supposed to you know, cheer you up uh, during Christmas. And it's not, I mean, not that I was hugely attached to Matt Smith, but it was, you know, a bit naff. And it tried to do too much at Christmas. You know, here we are, we, we, we're, we're coming to the end, we're, you know, uh, we're talking to Gallifrey, we're, we're giving the Doctor God knows how many more regenerations. Uh, we've got every uh, enemy under the sun involved. It's just... Uh, mess. And then we come to last Christmas, which I didn't actually get to talk about yet, uh, because I had some audio issues last week. Um, I'm not going to say an awful lot now, because uh, we do have a commentary coming out uh, within the next month, I hope, <laughs> <laughs> depending on scheduling. Um, but this I actually liked. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not trying to convince Mike one way or the other, but I think he actually... I think he would actually like this more than than the previous Moffat uh, attempts at, at, at a Christmas special. Um, there's a lot more kind of there's a, there's a fair bit of 
uh, horror. I don't want to say horror, but I don't know, scariness, which is kind of unusual because normally we go for this like you know, you know, flying sharks and that, which aren't really that terrifying to be honest, um, and and silly stuff. Uh, but this one wasn't quite so silly, even though there was an appearance of Santa Claus. Um, but it makes good use of, of gift cast. Um, we get to see um, um, Strax out of out of Strax makeup. Um, what's his name? Somebody help me. Um, oh, uh, I forgot his name. Dan Starkey. Dan Starkey. We get to see Dan Starkey like you know his face actually in Doctor Who for a change, um, which is really really cool. And uh, yeah, the 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 rest of the guest cast. Uh, do a good job and there's a nice bit of a mystery to it some bits go you know, a little bit far but uh, for the most part it's it's actually I think a decent story um, for a change um, and so yeah, it, it's, it is a shame that, that Mike you know, has stopped watching at this point um, because I think while I don't think it's necessarily a, a brilliant you know, episode of Doctor Who, it's definitely one of the better Christmas episodes. So, yeah, that's I've tackled them all! Bravo! Um, just looking back here, uh, Guest 4 um, uh, says that uh, last Christmas was the best, like the horror. So, yeah, somebody else said horror. <laughs> uh, the worst is uh, Voyage. Uh, very boring story, but great FX. Um, Cybob says, uh, uh, my favorite top three Christmas specials are one, The Christmas Invasion, two, uh, Last Christmas, and three, Runaway Bride. See there, Mike? Last Christmas is in there. Hmm. So, yeah, maybe, maybe he'll watch it. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> we like to tease him. Really, we do. So, Dave, that, that, that means it's your turn. Well, Dave, okay. you get to play some more clips, and then it's your turn. Right, I'll play a clip and uh, let's go to A Christmas Carol. It's not really the singing, of course. Yes, it is. Nah. I just love the singing, it's true. Nah, the notes resonate in the ice crystals causing a delta wave pattern in fog. Ow, fish bit me. Shut up then. Of course, that's how the machine controls the cloud belt. The clouds are ice crystals. If you could vibrate the crystals at exactly the right frequency, you could line them into... Ow, why do they keep biting? Look. Ken wants to comment on that because he he did say he loved that singing 
on that particular episode. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, let me just read um, a couple of uh, more things from the Cotton Facebook group, and then I'll play one more clip, and then I'll have my little thoughts. Uh, uh, Jeff responds to uh, what Colin Hicks wrote about um, the uh, the Cyber King one. Uh, how is it possible to ignore the Cyber King stomping around London? The Jackson Lake parts are wonderful, but the Cybermen are not. Um and I, I put there, uh, Jackson Lake, Rosetta, uh, uh, and the Infostamp were great. Cyber King, Cyber Shapes, not so much. Um, but Colin rebuffs that by saying, well, I'm already in an emotional wreck before the Cyber King appears. And one more comment uh, related to, to today, uh, and I can't remember whether this already, uh, Jim and Kathleen, uh, top three, Christmas Invasion, Tied for first, um, uh, last uh, sorry, Christmas Invasion third, last Christmas, and the Christmas Carol uh, tied for first. So a lot of um, people there having uh, fairly similar thoughts on that. Let's Another comment to... on Catherine Jenkins. This was okay. her first dramatic performance. She had never done any acting uh, before this episode. She'd only been a singer. So I guess her dramatic chops came from the interpretation of songs. I think she did a very good job. Oh, you know? yes, she looks... Yeah, certainly did. I think Thank she won uh, on Simply Come Dancing and uh, did rather well on Dancing with the Stars, too. Oh, she appeared on that one, did she? Mm-hmm. She certainly was on the UK one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go to... A clip of uh, the um, the Doctor Widow and the Wardrobe. Um, uh, here we go. Um, where are we? Home! Christmas morning! We're taking a bit of a shortcut. Haven't you always wanted to do that? Mother, what does he mean, watch him die? Best of men and the bravest of pilots was flying home for Christmas. His plane was badly damaged. And his instruments failed him. Unfortunately, he was flying on a night where there was no moon and there were no stars to light his way. Did he get lost? Yes, Cyril, he got so very lost. Um, sorry to interrupt. You might want to pop out here for a moment. Take on talking to my children. I know. No stars to light way match. There was one. There was you. Agile world who flew a whole forest through the time vortex. Plus one husband. He did it again, Madge. He followed you home. Look what you can do. Mother Christmas. Madge! What am I doing here? It's Christmas Day, my love. Where else could you be? Christmas. How? We took a shortcut. And that was Alexandra Armstrong flying again. <laughs> so that was that. So I've um, got a couple of more clips, but let me uh, intersperse, intersperse those with some of my thoughts. Um, so um, let me just go all the way back to the Christmas invasion. Um, I did enjoy that one, although I did, uh, I do take on board some of the comments that people uh, said that um, 
you know, you had a long time to wait for David Tennant to actually come into play on this one. A uh, number of times that we've had episodes, of course, where the Doctor's first episode is uh, is somewhat of an anticlimax because, um, you know, they, they they don't make a great lot of sense all the way back, well, all, all the way through with the the the, the third Doctor and the fourth Doctor uh, and the fifth Doctor always seems to have that uh, situation. So um, uh, there was a, a, a good idea with it. I, I agree the point was it was a little bit... Um, Difficult with the the way that the um, the Harriet Jones, uh, you know, uh, even when this spaceship was uh, leaving, that um, she decided to, um, to to kill them to send out a message, uh, and we got a very irate um, tenth Doctor. Of course, um, I don't know whether Ian used the actual famous phrase that the Doctor Hottie, which is one of the reasons why his wife. Um, uh, liked the David Tennant, but I thought it was really excellently well done. Um, that hand came back to haunt us, I think, somewhat. But um, all in all, it was um, a, a fairly good episode, and um, uh, and there were lots of things to recommend it. Uh, indeed, uh, the Runaway Bride. Well, uh, that got off to a bad start for me because it had been. Um, Catherine Tate as what I would call a bit of a fishwife. She certainly had a mouth on her in that first episode. I uh, found it very difficult to come to terms with liking her. Although uh, I did admit uh, as the her time uh, together, uh, I didn't exactly mate with her. You're not mating with me, mate. Uh, but I did feel as though that um, as a, a companion, she certainly... Uh, you know, brought a new range, and it was nice to have this sort of, um, you know, there was no, um, you know, there was a good relationship with them, a bit antagonistic, but there was a a very good uh, thing, and it was nice to have her on board. But I did feel very much as though she was shouting a great deal. Sarah Parrish, of course, being the arachnid empress, went to see that at the um, in Manchester at the uh, the Doctor Who exhibition they had there, they had that great big uh, spider on display as part of that. Uh, we had, um, uh, and I don't think he mentioned it, did he? That uh, uh, the um, unfortunately the person who played her father, um, the actor, died, uh, which is of course why uh, uh, Will Favre Mott. Um, Wilfred Mott came into the proceedings uh, right. further on down the road as her grandfather. I don't know if you want to comment on that a little bit, Ian, because I know you were you were quite moved by it all. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was it was great that we ended up with with Wilfred Mott, but unfortunately, it was um, because of the sad circumstances of the, the loss of the actor who played uh, Donald Noble's father. Um, uh, I think we lost him to cancer, and uh, so um, the, at the he was intending on going forward with everything, and and uh, and, and being cast in it, and in, in the new series, and unfortunately, you know, um, he was he was too sick, and and, and then later passed. But uh, Howard um, Atfield was so it's, it? it's it, yeah Howard Atfield, so. Um, yeah, it's, so it's 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 bittersweet. You know, we ended up with with um, having Bernard Cribbins and and having a wonderful character and Wilfred Mott, um, but you know, due to the sad circumstances, I mean, I, I I'm glad that they handled it the way they did, and and rather than uh, recasting Donna's 
father and having him become the that that character that that they went with Bernard Cribbins and and created a brand new character and and the grandfather and then tied it back in um to to create this kind of neat little uh, backstory where you know um you know Wilf had been there from way back and had met with the doctor and so yeah it created this nice little um nice little backstory for Wilf and 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 the doctor and for Donna um, and it just really, really worked. So. All right, uh, and we also had uh, going to the Donna Noble character. We had this where, where actually the the Doctor was punishing this Empress, um, and it was really going out of control. So we have this idea again that you know the Doctor really does need to have somebody um, a companion. But at this point, we're, we're yeah, at this point, we, we we think that Don the Noble's basically a one-off character, don't we? A one-off episode. Mm-hmm. We uh, we're, we're not sure uh, what what's going to happen uh, from then onwards, and I think we have to wait until partners in crime for them to be reunited. Um, uh, let me uh, move on to one more, and then we'll play another clip. Um, and the uh, third one was the Voyage of the Damned. And again, uh, yeah, I didn't like this. Uh, quite a few of the things. Uh, but again, um, this was, and I, I should have read more of the people that have uh, uh, done these shows. I'm sorry about this. But again, we're still with Russell T. Davis, director James Strong with this one. Phil Collinson still in charge and Julie Gardner and so on. Um, uh, but it was um, a 72-minute episode, this one. And uh, the first 45 minutes, the equivalent of a full-length episode. If this had been a two-parter, it would have been I Love Part 1. And it was part two where I had the issues with uh, with more of the things that came in and uh, the way the Queen was dealt with and the the, the, the ascending angels and uh, one or two other things that uh, it's, uh, the 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 Astrid Peth character was fine. I, I'm, in some ways, I'm glad that she didn't become a, a companion, but she certainly uh, acquitted herself fine. And um, again, uh, I've, I've not really been a great fan of. Um, the actor who played um, Alonso, um, although I do I do think he was great in uh, when he's played the werewolf in um, the um, the series being with the human. being human. Thank you. With uh, you knew I was struggling there with uh, with the with the vampire, the ghost, and that. I mean, he's brilliant in that. So uh, I'm just going to play the clip to Snowman while he unmutes himself for a moment, and uh, then I'll go on to the others. Don't worry, no one's going to hurt you. Silence, boy! That's strapped, and as you can see, he's easily confused. Silence, girl! Sorry, lad. Sontaran, clone warrior race, factory produce whole legions at a time. Two genders is a bit further than he can count. Sir, do not discuss my reproductive cycle in front of enemy girls. It's embarrassing. Typical little child of six million. Who are you? It doesn't matter, because you're about to forget that you and I ever met. We'll need the worm. Sir? You'll need the what? The worm? What worm? Don't worry, it won't hurt you, but one touch on your bare skin and you lose the last hour of your memory. Where is it? Where's what, sir? Since you took out the memory worm. Did you? When? Who's he? What are we doing here? Look, it's been snowing. You didn't use the gauntlets, did you? Why would I need the gauntlets? Do you want me to get the memory worm? Can you see it? I think I can hear it. <laughs> Oi, 
Don't try to run away. Stay where you are. <laughs> Why would I run? I know what's going to happen next, and it's funny. What's funny? I did a little power for a start. Fucking little fellow, isn't he? Maybe. He gave his life for a friend of mine once. Then how come he's alive? Another friend of mine brought him back. I'm not sure what his brains made the return trip. Neither am I. I can see it. Ooh, can you reach it? Have you got it? Got what, sir? Because these are the gauntlets, aren't they? Sir, emergency! I think I've been run over by a cab! And that, of course, was from the snowmen. But I'm going to uh, carry on with my little uh, bit. We're at the next Doctor now. And um, this was um, the one with David Morrissey playing the Jackson Lake character. Uh, still Russell T. Davies, uh, director Andy Goddard, uh, producer Su Susan, Susie Leggett. Um, and um, we had the... Uh, oh, gosh, I can't pronounce the ladies who played Rosita. I'm sure Ian would jump in at some point and say that for me but we had um, the Irish girl I can't say her name either who played Miss Hartigan who is a great actress uh, uh, again Ian is going to jump in in a little while and tell me uh, who this and Paul Casey being yet another monster mean was cyber leader um, the workhouse boys uh, a little bit funny I didn't like it from the very first scene where we saw a very very um, pristine-looking uh, Victorian uh, market with all the people, even though they were dressed in shabby clothes, some of them, they were spotlessly clean, and it, it looked something like a picture postcard scene. So I thought this is not going to be a real Victorian times. This is going to be definitely, you know, some off-world story where, you know, it's a, a reproduction, a, a simulation or something of that uh, simulation of that. But... Um, and I didn't like the cyber shades, but I can understand the reason for them because they had to make new amend. But there were some very funny comic, uh, comic moments. We mentioned about the info stamp situation. Uh, we had the uh, the doctor and, uh, with his screwdriver and uh, Jackson Lake with his real screwdriver. We, we had an awful lot of good uh, things with that one. And overall, I, I think I'd agree. It's not one necessarily to watch more than once. I think it was Ken that might have said that, but it was... A pretty good story, and um, uh, I think um, I quite like that one. Uh, following on was the end of time, which I agree, uh, end of time part one and two didn't really feel Christmassy, uh, although I often say that I don't really want Christmas stories. But um, we had uh, that lovely scene in the cafe with the doctor that I played earlier. Uh, we had the, uh, the spitting um, uh, uh, Timothy Dalton playing Lord President. Uh, we had some crazy, crazy things. Put me off chicken for life with the master eating that. They're never-ending drums. Um, I can't really say I liked that story. And not because it wasn't Christmassy, but uh, I didn't like the, the treatment of the master. Christmas Carol. Um, again, this was going to be the most Christmas Christmassy one. Um, this was the one where we had the guest uh, of uh, Michael Gammon And... Um, of course, um, we had uh, Catherine Jenkins as Abigail. Uh, this is a Stephen Moffat story, uh, director Toby Haynes. Um, and um, yes, I like the idea of the fish swimming around in the air. I thought that was a lovely moment. I like the shark at the, the child's door. I like the, the timey-wiminess of him moving around the Christmases. But as Ian says, it really was right, uh, quite critical, really, because the Doctor was going... 
back every Christmas. So we assumed he was having other adventures in between and just going back on Christmas Day to wake her up. Or he was jumping from Christmas to Christmas uh, to provide that for her. But eating into this lady's uh, times. Um, those people who didn't like um, uh, Amy and Rory maybe glad that this was sort of a companion light episode in that sense. They were not in it very much indeed. Um, but again, I went off it a little bit when we had this um, uh, poor poison shark or whatever it was pulling the uh, the carriage. Uh, that just uh, took it out for me. Catherine Jenkins, I agree with Ken, uh, a lovely vision of a person, but wonderful voice, and, and uh, was proficient enough to actually appear to be an actress. And it was, um, you know, she didn't stand out as, as, as not being a, uh, you know, fitting in with the storyline. Very great sets, but um, yeah, uh, all in all, I think that was probably a fairly good episode indeed. Uh, I'm going to play another clip before I carry on talking. You still can't work up the courage to shoot me, can you? You still worried? I've got something up my sleeve! Well, you knock yourself out, boys. Got nothing this time. And that, of course, was a clip from the time of the Doctor. But before I get on to that, let me just go back to uh, the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe, the Narnia episode, where we have them crawling through into this sort of snow scene. Thought it was going to be uh, actually a, a brilliant one. This one, we had, um, you know, um, the uh, stars in it. We had the wooden king, the wooden queen. We had the, the magical view to it. We had Claire Skinner playing Magjar well. But again, it, it started off poorly when we had the Doctor basically jumping out of an exploding uh, ship and um, we know he can survive a very brief thing, but he was basically you know, putting on his suit uh, as he's falling through, through space and into the upper atmosphere. Uh, seemed stretching believability a little bit too much. We had the poor use of the, uh, the guest comedian Bill Bailey, uh, very underused. We had... Um, um, a rather bizarre Gaia type of uh, story and 
I think this was probably one of the ones that I expected to be great. And for me, therefore, it was probably uh, quite uh, of a disappointing episode all in all. They had Paul Casey again, wooden playing the wooden queen, as it happened this time. Um, that was um, directed by uh, Farron Blackburn, uh, producer Marcus Wilson. Uh, executive producers, uh, we still had uh, Piers Wagner, and Claire Skinner there. And up to now, of course, and you heard on that one, uh, lots of Murray Gold music coming into these Christmas specials. Let's move on to the Snowmen. Um, of course, it's got Clara, and it's it, uh, Jenna Louise Coleman, as she was then. Uh, Richard E. Grant as Dr. Simeon. Uh, Dan Stark is tracks. I played that uh, funny clip of the... Uh, uh, the the memory worm. I thought this was a lot. Liz White, Ian, you didn't mention Liz White. I don't think oh, playing really? Alice. <laughs> uh, Liz White from Ashes to Ashes, of course. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, that was great. Uh, we had uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Mike mentioned underused there. Maybe that was all he could afford his voice. I don't know. Uh, but. Um, um, there was the Sherlock Holmes reference, wasn't there? Where the, the Doctor sort of pretending to be Sherlock Holmes at one point, making a right mess of it. And um, all in all, uh, I think this was one of my favourite episodes. I think it's the one I actually voted for because it had the least downsides and an awful lot I did like about it. Uh, and the comedy seemed to work with the storyline. Uh, this was another one, again, where they had some good child actresses, I think. The, uh, was it Brother and Sister? Uh, Darcy Alden, uh, Ellie Darcy. They were anyway. The the two children played a, a really good role in that. Didn't like the uh, the uh, the Punch and Judy moments and the, uh, the the sort of woman breaking out of the 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 ice. Uh, but there was an awful lot to recommend that story and um, probably was in my top three or four of these. Uh, let's move on to Time of the Doctor. Now, I think this suffered, really. I uh, just played a clip of that uh, a moment ago, but that was, um, I think that suffered badly because it was straight after Day of the Doctor, which was an absolutely fantastic episode. And I think we're all a little bit um, still overwhelmed with how good that was. Uh, so we had, the, uh, this was Stephen Moffat writing, Jamie Payne, director, script editor, Derek Ritchie, producer Marcus Wilson, um, and um, this was, um, of course, with Jenna Coleman again. This was down to 60 minutes, but again, it did seem to be the poor uh, relationship to Day of the Doctor. I think the clip that I played with the, you know, where the crack had been opened and the new regeneration energy was coming through was the best bit. But I mean, this was like 600 years on this uh, Christmas and um, a lot of it I, I, I didn't like. We had the, the wooden uh, Cyberman. Uh, there were some things to like about it, but um, really I, I think uh, this was uh, a rather weak one. So before I talk about this last one, let's play the final clip. Am I young? No idea. Is that any good? Oh, that's good. Oh, 
The TARDIS is outside. So? So all of the time and all the space. Sitting out there. A big blue box. Please. Don't even argue. Merry Christmas, Doctor. You know what's rarer? Second chances. I never get a second chance, so what happened this time? Don't even know who to thank. Right, and Ian's not going to read those other names out for me. But anyway, uh, and Mike, sorry for spoiling that for you, but you did say you weren't going to watch it. Um, this was a story, my son was home for Christmas. He thought it was absolutely hilarious. I was seething with it at the beginning. Uh, I did think that the, the, the teaser from the previous episode where you know the Father Christmas had uh, strolled into the TARDIS, uh, had been able to get into it, and seemed adversarial with the Doctor, uh, seemed to be selling a different thing that we got here. Uh, and the the sort of uh, Christmassy part of it, the the very strange way in which Father Christmas was able to uh, move back the aliens with the you know the toys and so on, the irritating elves. Uh, I didn't like, I know Ken liked them, but um, it was explained later, and I must admit, this actually, actually had a story. Uh, there's explanations why people, you know, been watching DVDs, so the, the thing and so on were brought into it, our alien. We had some nice quits from the Doctor. Certainly was a stronger Doctor episode. Uh, there was a, a lot to, uh, to mention. But when you're watching it, it was it, there was a lot of discomfiture I had with it. The the people playing these scientists didn't seem right. This didn't seem right, and so on. But of course, then it was all revealed that this was all the dream. Then a dream within a dream. So it has come back. <coughs> Excuse me, one second. And while Dave clears his throat, let's have a song. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting so animated there. Um, and, um, <clears throat> yeah, um, he joked on his I've own come around, <laughs> yeah, I've come around <laughs> to actually like it quite a lot. But I am going to cut short of that here because my voice is suddenly gone. Oh, okay. Alrighty, anybody want to come back in on anything that Dave said or... I read all the comments out from the the, the, the text too. So we're all done. <laughs> yeah, I think we are actually. Yep. Sorry about that. Yeah. Right, yeah. You well, bring, bring the show up to a screeching halt, why don't you? <laughs> He's all choked up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah, no, I I, I really almost switched it off when I first watched it, but um again watching it back and um Seeing that there is a self-consistency within the story, um, I did uh, make a point of saying that um, I'm still not sure about whether this fact that um, Jenna was considered to be leaving, whether that influenced the direction. 
Uh, we see the stair lift right at the beginning. I thought she was an old lady when I looked the second time of her lying down, but she sits up as a young one. And then we have that double ending at the the end. So um, I'm not sure whether that was done for safety reasons in terms of, you know, contractually, or whether it was just to sort of prolong the agony for people like Mike if they were watching it <laughs> as to whether she's staying or going. But um, I've got a feeling that um, when I get around to the commentary, I'm going to be, this may actually become my favourite, but I must admit, uh, I didn't particularly like the way uh, Nick Frost played the, the Father Christmas character. I certainly didn't like the way the elves were doing it, but there was a reason to that. Uh, and um, there's there's an awful lot to say about the the other cast. Even though I thought they were miscast at the beginning, they weren't playing scientists. They were playing ordinary people who were in a dream. So um, it's got an internal self-consistency. Uh, but I must admit, one thing I will say in my wrap-up, Ian, of listening to all those clips back, I must admit, I loved hearing the David Tennant ones more than anybody else, the Tenth Doctor clips. <laughs> yep. I have to agree with you there. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, of course, join us next week when we'll have an exciting topic to talk about. Won't we, Dave? Yeah, a non-Doctor Who topic. <laughs> Not an, a very exciting non-Doctor Who topic, which will keep you in suspense over. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. we've got a staff meeting on Friday. We've got yeah, call ID yeah. uh, 136-456, which is a Friday night uh, quiz question, and it's also our unofficial uh, conference room. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, check us out over there, too. Uh, most of the people that show up here show up there. Some of the people who show up there don't show up here. So, hmm, where are you all? <laughs> So, yeah, check out Friday Night Quizmasters at that call ID. 136456. Uh, yep. It continues on, of course, the, the wonderful tradition uh, created by our very own Randall Thor. Thank you, Mike, for all your years of service in trivia. Oh, no problem. I just felt like burning trivia to the ground, but <laughs> I'm still standing by that decision. But you can still come in as a contestant. Mm, okay. Will he? Will he? Let, let's wrap up. <laughs> no, he's still waving his hands over the embers of his trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that's enough from us. Uh, until next week, it's goodbye from Mr. Dave AC. It's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.